Hello, McWarrior fans. This is Duncan Fisher. Today is the dawn of an exciting new league, a trial by fire, a proverbial bloodbath of lasers and autocannons, the likes of which you have never seen. Born from the twisted mind of the Dragon's own Hohiro Karita, this new league will pit the finest MechWarrior units throughout the Inner Sphere against each other via intense skirmish-based combat. If you thought one versus ones and two versus twos was hardcore, just wait, because the Martial Olympiad is reborn. Fans, it's Cozen Indigo here, and it's the 26th of March here in New Zealand, and we are in the fourth week of the Marshall Olympiad Reborn, the first tournament being brought to you by the new player-run competitive league, MWO Comp. And we're around halfway through the tournament now, and teams are really starting to settle into their work. We had some amazing matches this round, quite a lot of 2-3 games, with the occasional 5-0 stomp thrown in there. So let's start by looking at the results so far. We had a game between Clan Widowmaker and Friends and RJF Irie, and this was an excellent win. 2-3 to RJF Irie. Uh, a pretty good showing by Clan Widowmaker to take this down to a fifth uh, and deciding drop against RJF, who are seeded much higher than them uh, on roster strength. So a really good showing, uh, but again, RJF Irie did get up in that one in that EU Div B battle. Now from one EU Div B battle to another, I Hate My Team played 31st Hussar. Again, another 2-3 match. And this time, a very strong showing by 31st Hussar, who had this one within the first three drops, uh, again against a higher-ranked team uh, on roster strength. So an excellent win for 31st Hussar, and that gets them off the mark. Uh, I Hate My Team had come in uh, undefeated at that time, so a really good win there. We go to NA Div B where Potato Killers played the answer. Uh, this was a 5-0 win to Potato Killers uh, who are looking pretty strong in that division. The answer did play pretty well but uh, they missed I think a few key opportunities to really turn some of those drops to their advantage and uh, if you did watch this one it was streamed uh, and Ash and Kraz did talk about some key moments that uh, the answer just didn't take advantage of. So. Uh, that will come with time, and uh, Potato Killers were good enough uh, to take advantage of uh, their opportunities, and so they did get a very healthy win there. Cameron Highlanders Claymore went up against Bears Brawlers, and this was actually a round two game, uh, and it was a pretty dominant display by Cameron's Highlanders, uh, and yeah, they're looking like a strength in that division. Uh, they uh, won this one 5-0 in that NA Div C battle, so... They are looking pretty good and uh, am certainly looking forward to their matchup with uh, Dropship 4. Uh, now EMP played uh, MS Crab People and this was the crossover match uh, NA Div A and NA Div B and wow this was if not the match of the round it was pretty close so when you see that score 5-0 it is so misleading this game was absolutely fantastic uh, and go and watch it because MS were outstanding. Uh, they pushed EMP to their limits uh, more than any other Div B team uh, has pushed a Div A team. Uh, in particular, that drop on Caustic, I think it was the second, uh, the third drop maybe. But they really, really did show their quality and uh, the strats, even the pilot skill. Uh, you know, this is a team that had played Div C 
last year. So to uh, represent in Div B against a powerhouse in EMP uh, was really, really good. So very, very close there. Crab people almost took some drops and they, you know, it was so much closer than that scoreline would have led on. And in a Div B battle between Death From Above and Smoke Adders, another excellent match here and uh, a pretty strong showing by Smoke Adders uh, who had this match won in the first three drops. So it did end up 2-3 and DFA did do well to come back. Uh, but Smoke Adders very, very strong in the brawl uh, and they, they really showed that uh, on Tourmaline uh, and uh, then in the Caustic drops as well. But uh, DFA did come back and they showed their quality in regards to trade, but uh, a very, very good win here from um, Smoke Adders against a, uh, a team that's higher ranked on, on roster strength uh, and higher ranked in that division. So uh, good for Smoke Adders to get off the mark there. We uh, then had another uh, NA Div B battle this time between My Unit Clan Crossfire and White Knight Legion. And yeah, a really good display by White Knight Legion. Um, you know, Clan Crossfire were never really in this match, uh, to be honest. Uh, we did try and meme just a little bit uh, with a Loom strat <laughs> in the very first drop with Tourmaline, uh, but unfortunately that one didn't play out. Uh, there was a bit of discussion, I guess, around how hit and miss Looms are. They are going through a bit of a period of buffs and nerfs and, and counters. Uh, but uh, obviously to make them work in comp, uh, it is pretty situational and White Knight Legion uh, really did just, just push through and, and win pretty handily in all of these drops. Uh, the closest was drop four uh, and Clan Crossfire uh, lost that one on caps but won it on kills. But uh, yeah, an impressive display by White Knight Legion who you know continued to be a real powerhouse uh, in that division. They are now 3-0 and, oh, and uh, sets up a, a tantalizing battle in round four. Uh, with MS Crab people. Now uh, 2 to 8 Black Watch played Black Omen in an NA Div A battle and this one went to Black Watch 3-2. Very very close game at the end and a very very good display by Black Watch. Uh, do go back and watch this one as well because if you want to see high level play, if you want to see very very good pilots, uh, again an excellent demonstration in this game and uh, Blackwatch really did play some very good strats. This was uh, an excellent back and forth battle. Uh, Blackwatch brought out some looms as well and some ATMs. Uh, and yeah, they showed, I guess, uh, that some pilot skill and, and strategies really needed to make them work. And uh, yeah, a very good game and a very good win to Blackwatch. Uh, Black Omen are ranked far higher on roster strength, but that old adage about a team of champions not being as good as a champion team. And uh, Blackwatch really did show their medal uh, in this win. Uh, another Div 8 uh, battle this time, EU, and another very, very good game uh, between Phoenix Legion and uh, Russian Jade Falcon. And Phoenix Legion won this one 3-2. Uh, very, very good strat win, I think, here for uh, Phoenix Legion, particularly on Tourmaline. Uh, they really just put themselves out there and played a pure, almost a pure cap strat on Tourmaline, and they won it. Uh, and they basically gave away getting kills. Uh, acknowledged that they would get killed. Very, very clever. Very, very good um, example of, of how a strat can win. So yeah, two very close teams and it showed, and again, a good uh, win for uh, PHL in that division. 2-8, Death From Below and uh, Aces Wild Black Aces played an NA Div D game. Uh, and this will be the feature game that I'll talk about. So we'll, uh, we'll discuss that a little bit further on. 
Majestic 12 and Furia went at it, and uh, this was probably the upset of the week here. A very big win for Furia, who took down Majestic 12 uh, in a 3-2 decision. Now, Majestic 12 were looking unstoppable, and even in this game, uh, Majestic 12 ended up with uh, more kills overall. But Furia showed that strats can win, and uh, yeah, they really, really did well uh, to take this way and potentially throw a little bit of a cat amongst the pigeons in this division. Uh, by getting that win over Majestic. So the EU Dev B is turning out to be uh, a bit of a mystery in regards to predicting those wins in that division. So yeah, long may that continue. There's a very, very big difference in roster strength uh, between Furia and Majestic 12. So that's a very, very good win there. Uh, Blackthorn Dragoons had a match against uh, Cameron's Highlanders Claymore. Uh, and this was a seesaw battle. Another 3-2 decision uh, in this NA Div C. Uh, this time to Blackthorn Dragoons, which is a very, very, very good win. Uh, came down to a fifth drop on Viridian, uh, and that again puts some uh, interest into uh, NA Div C. Uh, a few teams there that are really showing strength, and uh, it will be interesting to see what round four looks like uh, for that one. So those are the matches from round three, and let's talk a little bit about some of the takeaways. Uh, we saw Tourmaline and Caustic in the first one, two, and three rounds. And Caustic was a lot, I guess, what you would expect. Uh, it was either crazy brawl or brawl with a bit of Overwatch thrown in there. Caustic does give you those opportunities to take those hills or, or put yourself on those hills uh, overlooking the Caldera. Uh, Tourmaline's a map, I think, that you, you can employ uh, some different strategies to win. There's a real opportunity with the size of the map to employ a cap strat. Uh, and we did see that. <clears throat> I've talked about PHL and uh, what they did uh, against Russian Jade Falcon. But by and large, we did see long-range Dacca and long-range Energy as we had expected uh, with the occasional sneaky cap strat uh, thrown in there. So it, it was about what we would expect. Uh, and of course, Rubelite, Alpine and River City were what we saw most often in the map ban phase. Though uh, Terra, Firma snuck in there and I mentioned that we did see Viridian as well. So uh, those maps did play uh, quite similarly to other rounds uh, with the cap and control and the long range trade primarily, although we did see River City more often uh, this, in this round, so it would be interesting to see whether we continue to see River City getting picked up uh, more and more. So there was more diversity in the mechs selected this round than we have seen in the previous two rounds. Uh, there were 60 different variants that accounted for 75% of all the mechs that were taken. And now the Madcat and the Vulcan are certainly the most popular mechs overall and in fact across the game and the tournament thus far. Uh, and just 10 mech variants have accounted for 30% of all the mechs taken in all the matches. The Assassin 21 and the Assassin 23 are both in that top 10. So effectively that makes the Assassin the most taken mech. Uh, but of course the Madcat 2B is I guess the most meta that we've seen and that's been taken out very very frequently so it'll be interesting with world champs if uh, they stick with say a more regular format uh, to see whether we see those same mechs remain as meta uh, through to the world champs and whether uh, a competition like this gives the opportunity to practice those strats and those mechs that we would see uh, in world champs. Now as I mentioned strat wise uh, it was pretty much what we expected from these maps with uh, Tourmaline centering often a lot on that uh, Clan Smoke Jaguar Hill uh, and firing down onto the stage there and uh, lights getting around and trying to cap 
and and trades really uh, before the cap decisions are made and cap pressure maybe comes into account. Caustic was one of the most fun rounds this time round, and as mentioned, we did see uh, some teams take those those control points, those those high points, and fire down. Uh, but more than any other maps that we've seen thus far, Caustic just descended into these crazy brawls uh, quite often. And uh, I think what set winning teams apart from losing teams was just really that ability to focus fire and probably more importantly to time their push and time their intervention. So Caustic really did come down to that that team cohesion, that team coordination, and uh, teams would often run through other teams because that focus fire and that timing makes such a big difference. And uh, no team demonstrated this better, I think, than Crab people uh, on those caustic drops because they really pushed EMP and forced them into positions where they needed to react. And obviously it speaks to how good EMP are that they were still able to get the wins on uh, those maps. But uh, MS did a fantastic job of uh, timing uh, their pushes and their interventions on caustic. The map band phases were a little bit more varied as we mentioned, but is they are kind of settling pretty quickly into a groove of primarily cap and control trade positions, um, established trade positions on Alpine, on Rubelite, on our River City. So it will be interesting to see whether Terra and Viridian do feature more as we move forward, uh, but expect teams, I guess, to stick to, to what they know. Uh, average damage and match score were slightly higher in round three compared to the other rounds, though it was still pretty close and, and close enough really to see that it's pretty consistent. And again, that supports this idea of uh, player skill, player performance driving these numbers more than maps or strats ultimately. Uh, we did see a big jump in just one metric uh, in round three, and that was team damage. And the average team damage per match was actually 100 more than last week so that's like a 20% increase so uh, you know probably due to caustic probably um, down to that uh, crazy confined and chaotic brawl uh, that you get on caustic uh, some teams certainly did bomb the hell out of each other with strikes uh, on that map now we have had three rounds so far so I thought I'd take a just a quick look at our top performing teams at the moment and uh, it's no surprise that our top performing team by the numbers is Eon uh, they've had an average match score of almost 270 per pilot per match and 395 damage. Uh, they also have the highest rate of components destroyed, uh, so that's 2.8 per player per match, and they have a kill rate of 88%. Uh, so that represents the rate of the opposition's mech that they kill, that they get through. So if, they, if their kill rate was 100%, that means they're killing all mechs every match. Uh, instead, they're coming close to that at 88%. Now, uh, Diamond Shark, Alpha Galaxy, Command Cluster are next in second, and they have an average match score of 265 and damage of 345 per match per pilot, which is very, very impressive. This is an NA Div C team. Uh, they average 2.6 components per pilot per match, and their kill rate is 84%. So very, very good. Uh, they are one and one, so they've had a win and a loss, and to, to play that well uh, is a credit to their team. Uh, and yeah, they're 16th seeded overall in regards to their roster strength. Now staying in NA Div C is the third best team thus far which is Dropship 4. They're averaging a match score of 263 and damage of 375 per pilot per match, 2.8 components and their kill rate is an insane 95%. So that is very very impressive. 
Now, uh, given that each of these teams have actually only played two games thus far, so it'll be, you know, it could come down to just the small sample size. But uh, we'll track this uh, as we get through the rounds and we'll see whether those teams stay where they are, uh, but impressive performance thus far. On to the best pilots in round three, and uh, I'm just going to highlight three this time, given that we've done the teams as well. Uh, so the first is Leon de Flamont. Uh, forgive me for my pronunciation there, of Clan Widowmaker and Friends. Uh, now, uh, Leon averaged 350 match score and 540 damage across four rounds in round three, uh, which is pretty outstanding. Uh, also in EU Div B, we had uh, Taco Rod Warrior from Majestic 12, uh, who was extremely impressive across the three rounds Taco played. Uh, averaged 397 match score and 644 damage. Very, very impressive. Uh, but my pilot of the round, this round, was way too sexy from Potato Killers, uh, who was actually way too awesome this round with an average match score of 364 and average damage of 601 across the five drops. Uh, that included five kills and in two drops in an Annihilator and a Madcap B, uh, way too sexy got over 1600 damage across those two drops. So that is very, very impressive. Uh, just a note, actually, that of the top 12 pilots um, based on the stats in round three, eight of them were EU pilots. So the um, EU region on fire this round. Right, we go to the standings now. And in EU Div A, uh, Eon and First Jag continue to be up the top there. First Jag is actually uh, just edging Eon out on points uh, at the moment. But uh, both of those teams are two wins. From two, uh, Phoenix Legion and Russian Jade Falcon bring up third and fourth there with PH PHL uh, getting that victory over Russian Jade. In EU Div B, this highly competitive uh, division, Majestic 12 are still up the top there uh, despite that loss. Uh, in second is I Hate My Team and then RJF Irie and Furia. Now we've got a bit of a logjam. All of those teams now have uh, two wins and one loss. Uh, 31st Hussar and Clan Widowmaker and Friends bring up 5th and 6th, but as mentioned, uh, the spread in that division is actually really, really small when we look at the points tally there, so I can't wait to see how that one pans out this week. To the smallest division now, uh, NA, Div, A and, and EMP are sitting atop the standings here. Uh, they've got 3 wins from 3. Uh, and then Black Omen and 228 are battling it out for second and third. It is only a, a points differential there that is separating the two of them there. Uh, both have two wins and one loss. So that does set up the match between Blackwatch and EMP uh, as being pretty crucial uh, in that division. To the biggest division in NA Div B. Uh, and as mentioned, White Knight Legion are sitting atop the rankings here. They are undefeated, three wins from three, uh, followed by Potato Killers and MS Crab People, uh, who both have two wins from the three games that they have played. Uh, Clan Crossfire, Death From Above, The Answer, and Smoke Adders are in the roughly the bottom half of that division. Uh, and Death From Above does have a win, so they're kind of topping that, that bottom half there. But uh, very, very impressive. Uh, and yeah, we are seeing a little bit of a separation, I guess, uh, in that division uh, with a few teams that are, are setting themselves uh, above there. So very interesting to see 
uh, what happens in the next few rounds in that division. NA Div C, uh, now this division is suffering a little bit from uh, games being rescheduled, uh, so there is a lot of games there still to be played. Uh, Cameron's Highlanders Claymores uh, sit atop that with, with uh, BTT Blackthorns Dragoons. Uh, both of those teams have played three and won two. Dropship 4 is coming in third because they've only played two, even though they've got two wins. Uh, Diamond Shark Command Cluster then in fourth. Aces Wild and Bears Brawlers in fifth and sixth. But those top four teams, very, very close. And uh, yeah, it will be very interesting to see how this division plays out uh, as those teams begin to play each other and what kind of separation we get there. Last of all, we've got NA Division D and Aces Wild. Black Aces are looking very good at the top of this one, uh, followed closely from Death from Below. We're going to talk about their match very, very shortly, uh, but both of those teams looking very good. A few teams that uh, haven't played all of their matches, much like in uh, Div C. So 79th Raptor Talon Cluster, Smoke Adders 505th, Diamond Shark 39th Strike Cluster, and Cameron's Highlanders Sons of Thunder. All of those teams are likely to make to play those catch up matches over the next few weeks. So we should see that division start to shake out and uh, see whether Black Aces and Death From Below uh, remain the powerhouses in that division. Right, on to the featured game. And as mentioned, we're going to take a bit of a close look at a very influential game in uh, NA Div D uh, between 2 to 8 Death From Below and Aces Wild Black Aces. Now, both of the teams came into the match undefeated. Uh, so it was going to be a humdinger, and it did turn out to be. And this was cast by System Belmont and Violent Blue, so uh, do go back and check this one out if you do have time. I had already hyped this game up as pretty crucial in this division, uh, and Aces Wild did end up victorious, uh, but it was a real set two between two strong teams in that division. Uh, I think if both teams watched this one back, they could probably easily identify a couple of key mistakes that they made uh, in the rounds that they lost, and would be probably disappointed where they made those uh, obvious strategic errors, uh, particularly in positioning and particularly in timing. Uh, so this was very much a match where often one team would hand the other team the advantage. Uh, so again, if they were going back and looking at it, I think that they could very quickly see where they had done that and they could correct those problems uh, in future drops. So it should be a really good learning experience for both of these teams. Uh, Aces Wild, as I mentioned, were victorious and they won this 3-2. Uh, on roster strength, they are very, very close. So again, I think the deciding factor for Aces Wild in this one was just around those tactical errors and ultimately who made less of them. So drop one was on Tourmaline and uh, Aces Wild won this one on Caps 750-487. Uh, both teams brought long-range trade uh, with a mix of kind of DACA and energy with, with PPCs. Uh, Aces Wild traded from uh, that Clan Smoke Jaguar hill that uh, everyone knows of, very, very near uh, their spawn. And they got an almost instant win with an insane headshot on a direwolf. So right from the get-go, Death from Below were on the back foot and they lost a 100-tonner in a very, very short amount of time. I mean, the, the Diablo had barely peaked uh, and got hit by an amazing uh, shot there. And that did scare the other uh, Death from Below assaults back a little bit. Um, and then they kind of came off that corner, that D5 corner that you would trade from normally. 
and that kind of set Aces Wild on the front foot right from the get-go. Uh, 228 did push out a little bit from there, uh, and they did lose another two assaults, uh, lost those trades uh, very, very quickly. Aces Wild then moved forward uh, around that kind of Stargate area uh, and established map control uh, pretty quickly. So uh, they, they owned the map and uh, were able to cap uh, they moved forward and and just basically pushed two to eight back, you know, ever backwards uh, towards Sigma. Now two to eight were left with a few fast movers after their assaults had kind of been run through uh, pretty quickly, um, but you know the match was was lost already. It was almost lost uh, as quickly as that direwolf went down with the with the headshots, uh, and Aces Wild did end up winning this one pretty handily. Ultimately, this was seven kills to one and uh, a dominant display by Aces Wild. Uh, Jalik and Kaldabeski uh, were the standouts for this one for Aces Wild, uh, and they tallied 800 and 700 damage respectively in their assaults. So it was certainly the assault pilots that won this one for Aces Wild, and uh, as I said, it was a good start. Drop two was to Caustic Valley, uh, and 228 came back, and they won this one 8-5. So Aces Wild brought brawl uh, and they they pushed pretty hard initially into 228 who had faster brawl than aces wild it kind of divided into two battles with each of the teams almost over committing on their right and and almost separating out each of their right flanks uh, but very quickly it turned the teams turned in and it just turned into that classic caustic brawl um, and ultimately i think this one largely came down to Focus fire and and pilot skill, because there was uh you know a ton of tiny mini battles um that 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 developed uh, from the chaos and and two to eight kind of came out of the sulfur cloud uh, and the chaos are much better with the win. I mean looking back, I think Aces Wild would say that they were probably too aggressive uh, in this one. They got a little bit strung out. Uh, you know they they sent their a right flank out a little bit further than two to eight. So. Uh, it did mean that 228 were able to engage with more of their mechs on Aces Wild mechs uh, quicker. And in the end, I think those armor percentages counted, the focus fire counted, and Aces Wild kind of got worn down. They also didn't help themselves by doing 200 team damage, so they, they really made a tactical error with their strikes and, and uh, you know wore themselves down, which I'm sure um, helped uh, 228 to get the win there. Now, Black Six was outstanding in a losing course for Aces Wild with 700 damage, uh, but really it was Chortles, Tofurky, Zenthlock, and Whiskey Tango Fox that did bring this one home for 228. They had a pretty even spread of damage across those uh, four pilots, and they were, they were really big uh, in this one. We ran that one back, uh, and on Corsic this time, Aces Wild brought Fast Brawl, uh, and 228 had a similar fast brawl. Uh, both teams pretty heavy with uh, missiles, uh, either SRMs or MRMs. Uh, and again, both teams just kind of really quickly got in there and crashed into each other. Uh, although this time it was probably 228 that pushed a little bit harder and they, they had a bit of a split push. And it did, again, descend into this kind of chaotic melee uh, with a ton of mini battles and it was really rare for kind of more than two mechs to ever be shooting at one mech uh, so the focus fire was you know a, a little bit all over the show but uh, Aces Wild did come out on top and I think that that was because they probably had the slightly better deck 
Now that's deck D-E-C-K for anyone that struggles with my Kiwi accent. They had the slightly better deck uh, with assassins and uh, linebackers. Uh, and they, you know, the assassins and the linebackers really kind of showed the strength of their mobility and their hitboxes uh, compared to 228 who had griffins, which were once pretty good, but uh, against the assassins and the linebackers, it was just probably not enough. And the ECM was was just a little bit irrelevant on this map with uh, no lock-ons and, you know, with the intention to kind of come to the middle and, and throw down. Now, TX Ace and Alex545 were powerhouses in this one, uh, particularly TX Ace in his Assassin. And there was plenty of team damage again, and uh, Ace's Wild almost made it hard for themselves with another 200 uh, team damage, which was crazy. Uh, but Death From Below themselves did 100 team damage to themselves. So uh, the message there, strikes OP, PGI, please nerf. So a good win for Aces Wild, 8-5 on that one. Uh, almost a mirror, basically, uh, of what we had seen in Drop 2, but with Aces Wild coming out on top. We went into the map bands and teams selected River City. Uh, now 2-8 to were in Team 2, and they kind of immediately split their forces. They had three of their lights uh, head to the upper city. Uh, those were, were Wolfhounds. And they took the bulk of their tonnage uh, kind of down the, the G line to push from Sigma to Kappa. And uh, whilst this was happening, Aces Wild took up the traditional position up in Spaceport and they sent their fast movers out, got Theta, and so they had that early uh, three cap. 228's Wolfpack did get some intel and they had stayed down low in the water uh, kind of under the bridge there just as you go into spaceport because they had crossed over but aces wild must have spotted them uh, and they sent down four mechs they sent down a contingent to engage with the wolfhounds whilst the the other part of 228's team was still coming up through the lower city so this caused immediate problems for 228 they lost a wolfhound they had to bail the wolfhounds ran back through the water to try and join up with the rest of the tonnage uh, but in reality, it meant that 228 were now trying to push up on uh, Aces Wild in Spaceport, and they simply had better positions, they had better firing, they had better focus fire, and Death From Below were already down their lights uh, effectively. Death From Below, I guess, made a little bit of a tactical error with the deck that they'd brought. I mean, they were more set up for mid-range trade. They'd, they'd brought three Marauder 2Cs, a Quickdraw, and a Dragon and they had tried to bring through that tonnage through Unseen, through the lower city. Uh, and whilst it, it may have worked if they'd got the element of surprise, uh, if they'd been able to kind of pincer them and bring the tonnage up and engage, and then the Wolfhounds come in from behind, but the Wolfhounds got spotted. So it wasn't the best strat, and it, it kind of handed Aces Wild the win because you know they were able to just stay where they were uh, and, you know, it was drop four and, and that gave Aces Wild their, their third win uh, and, and take the match. A very strong performance by Chorus uh, in a Mad Cat B. Uh, he managed 800 damage and two kills in this one. So this one uh, didn't last for too long. Uh, that, that drop got over and done with pretty quickly. So to drop five, the game was won at uh, this point, but uh, two to eighth did get the win here. It was uh, mostly pride, of course, that they were fighting for. And uh, this time they brought kind of a mid-range uh, trade deck with a lot of Mad Cat Bs. Um, Aces Wild brought, uh, I guess, a little bit more of a kitchen sink deck here. They had kind of some brawl, some long range, some overwatch, uh, some mid-range. It was kind of a little bit all over the show. Uh, and 
the match did start pretty slowly. Uh, it was a bit of a cap battle uh, between each of the team's lights. Uh, Death from below got Thader, and then Aces Wild tried to nab Kappa from them, from that side, but uh, they were kind of quickly pushed off. Aces Wild then decided that they were going to push from Upper City across into Spaceport, uh, and probably in an effort to, to utilise this kind of mid-range and brawl that they had brought. but. Um, they got stalled almost where the Wolfhounds had got um, stalled from the drop before for 2-2-8, and they were forced to kind of trade uphill, up the spaceport, and they were really up against it from that position. Uh, they lost a piranha who had tried to try to sneak around, do some kind of sneaky sneak stuff uh, in the back line, but uh, that went down pretty quick. They also lost an Orion 2C, which was pretty brawly, but just couldn't get close enough to uh, use the brawl. And once those mechs had gone down, uh, 228 basically just called the push uh, and in they went. So uh, like the first River City drop, this was, again, an example of a team just putting themselves at a disadvantage with some pretty bad positioning uh, considering what deck they had brought with them. So, you know, you've uh, obviously got to optimise your builds, optimise your strats with your builds, and then make sure your positioning complements what it is you're trying to do. Uh, with your strats uh, and with your builds. Uh, so Whiskey Tango Fox was a power in this one, a 700 odd damage, uh, although Demento Graven stole most of his kills by the look. Uh, a very good damage spread across 228 here, so I think that was probably reflective of the, the better positioning. They just had the opportunity to all fire on the Aces Wild mechs, uh, whilst Aces Wild couldn't do that in uh, reverse. So all in all, this was a very, very good match uh, in Div D and an excellent win to Aces Wild, uh, who probably were the stronger team in this one, although the margin was was very, very small. So it did play out like a top of the table clash, uh, and I think it'll probably go a long way to deciding uh, who wins that division. Uh, though, of course, 79th Raptor might have something to say on that one. But uh, yeah, great to uh, have these games streamed uh great to be able to follow some of the div d action uh, and again that one did live up to the hype so let's uh finish by looking at some of the matches that are scheduled for round four and uh, just a note that there were uh quite a few round three matches that ended up getting rescheduled uh so what you will see and what we'll talk about will include some of the round three matches and not all of the round four matches have been scheduled at this point in time so Apologies in advance that I might miss some of the matches. Uh, be sure to go to the comp website so that you can check out when your favorite team is playing so that you don't miss any of the action. So round four brings us the first of the new maps, Forest Colony Classic, this time in round one. Uh, and this one's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, round two and round three are HPG, and then we go into the map ban as well. So the first of the new slash old maps is going to be really exciting I guess maybe uh, the map does look to be really one side bias uh, and from team two there's just crazy crazy sight lines over almost the entirety of the map uh, and it is pretty small so be really interesting to see what kind of strats we see uh, from team one for those that drop as, as team one and see how they counter kind of that automatic disadvantage by uh, the other team having so so much uh, sight uh, and ability to control the map uh, HPG's always good uh, in in my experience in my you know limited experience of comp uh, and you know mid range laser vom is pretty common I think on this one teams will often race uh, for 
the ramps uh, and with the the coolness of the map there's a real opportunity to take advantage of some some pretty decent laser builds but um hpg it is a map i guess that you can actually try different strats and and whilst this one is domination there are those levels on hpg there is the the top and there is the basement so uh we may see a little bit more tactical approach to domination from teams uh, in this one uh, particularly in the higher divisions it might not be the rush to the middle and brawl that we've seen in polar and in caustic thus far and, and certainly in mining uh, as well so yeah, it may be a little bit more drawn out, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how HPG uh, plays. Uh, as for the map band, I think we'll probably see same, same. I think we'll see um, cap and control and, and map control taking up the traditional trading positions that you would on Alpine or uh, on River or on Rubelite. Right, so uh, a few round three games, as I mentioned, to play out. Uh, Smoke at his 505th and Cameron Highlander's Sons of Thunder. Uh, Diamond Shark 39th, Strike Cluster and 79th Raptor Talon Cluster have a Cluster battle uh, from round three to play out as well. So there's a couple of round three matches that uh, you may see uh, in round four. Getting on to the round four matches, we have a Russian Jade Falcon Irie and 31st Hussar in an EU Div B battle. Uh, one team is two and one, Irie are two and one, and Hussar are one and two. But Hussar are just coming off a very, very good win. And uh, as I mentioned, EU Div B is really heating up. So uh, I think this one will be close. Very, very uh, very much looking forward um, to seeing how this one plays out. Uh, the, we then do have uh, Raptor Talon Cluster playing their second game in a very short period of time. This will be their round four game, uh, and this time it is against uh, Cameron's Highlanders Sons of Thunder. So uh, I don't envision Raptor having too much of a problem. Uh, Cameron's Highlanders have struggled a little bit. Uh, they are yet to get a win, and uh, we should see uh, Raptor Talon come through uh, pretty, pretty handily uh, in that one. We go to a NA Div B battle between Potato Killers and Smoke Adders. Uh, this is a 2-1 team versus a 1-2 team. There is quite a difference in roster strength here, but Smoke Adders have shown a real fight. Um, they are on the board with a win, uh, and uh, they will give Potato Killers some trouble. So it will be interesting to see uh, how Potato Killers respond after they, they got pushed pretty hard by the answer. Uh, so be looking forward to see. Uh, how that match plays out. In NA Div C, we have Aces Wild up against Bears Brawlers. Now, that is a little bit of a bottom of the table clash. Uh, both teams are yet to get a win. So, someone uh, will be leaving that match happy because they'll get a win. Uh, but I I would say Aces Wild, probably the favourite in that one. Uh, but uh, yeah, you just, you just never know with Bears Brawlers. Uh, Dropship 4 uh, are playing uh, Diamond Shark Alpha Galaxy Command Cluster in a round 3 game. Now this does pose a little bit of an interesting question. Dropship 4 have been very strong thus far, but they are almost playing around behind everyone else. So there does uh, pose the question as to whether they are getting any advantage by seeing what strats and what has played out both in their own division uh, and in the other divisions as well. So this one will be close. These teams are both very, very good. Uh, but Dropship 4 probably got the edge. Uh, they have a couple of 99% Yarl's List pilots in Soviet Armada and Axe 64. So it does only take a couple of extremely high level pilots like that. You know, they're in the in the 99th percentile, according to Yarl's, um, to make a team really strong. And then everyone can kind of fit in around that. So I would favor Dropship 4 in this one, but by no means am I certainty. Uh, DSAG have got some very, very good pilots themselves. So uh, hopefully 
this is a very, very good match. And as I said, it may come down to strats. Remember those guys that we're playing on Tourmaline and Caustic. So uh, from one good match to another, we then go to NA Div B and a top of the table clash between MS Crab People and White Knight. Uh, now this is a potential game of the round. Don't get me wrong. If this one is streamed, you definitely want to tune in for this one. If MS can uh, repeat the form that they brought to EMP, then they are going to give White Knight Legion a real run for their money. White Knight Legion are looking very strong. They've got some very, very good pilots, as I've mentioned before, the Texan Scrub Lord and Brower, you know, a lot of the guys that are out of uh, Majestic 12. But as I said, MS Cray people are just looking so good, so organized. Their strats are excellent. Their timing's excellent. Uh, and yeah, they, they almost took some drops and, and almost took a match against EMP. So that, that kind of says enough. So th this will be a very, very good one. Uh, and again, might be crucial into how that division plays out. If MS Crab people can get the win here, then it is a two-horse race, I think, uh, uh, who wins that division between them and uh, WKL. To EU Div B, and another excellent game, uh, Majestic go up against I Hate My Team. Both of these teams are 2-1. and one. Uh, A surprising loss for Majestic last week. So, I mean, I talked them up and thought that they might just walk through that div, but it's, it's turning out to be very, very different. So whether I Hate My Team can kind of repeat what Furia did last week, we'll have to see. Uh, but very interested to see how this one uh, plays out and how it will make that division look as well. So we don't get to see as many EU uh, games streamed, unfortunately. I wish we did because there's obviously so much quality uh, over that side of the Atlantic. But um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can uh, get, uh, get our teeth in and get that one streamed. We then have a crossover match between EMP and The Answer. Now, EMP did get pushed last week by Crab People, but probably not going to be the case uh, this week. EMP are very strong, and I think it'll be a very, very uphill battle for The Answer to uh, take any kills, let alone any drops, uh, off EMP. Uh, Diamond Shark Alpha Galaxy Command Cluster play their second game of the round, effectively, against Cameron's Highlanders Claymores. This will be a very, very good battle in Div C as well. You know, another super game against two of the potentially top teams uh, in that div. I mean, DSAG will be coming off that game with D4. So it'll be interesting to see how that influences this game. I mean, they're probably not going to have as much time to uh, strategize or plan uh, for that second game. And remember, we're talking about a map that has only just been uh, kind of recirculated. So strats and those kind of things that, you know, it won't be, it won't be um, settling into familiar patterns. That's going to be an interesting one to see how DSEG um, go and whether there's any influence from playing those games uh, together. We get a run back in uh, EU Div A between RJF and PHL. A, a little weird, obviously, but it, you know it's um, the size of the division there. But again, this should be another fantastic game. They've had the chance to lock horns uh, and PHL did come up with the win. Uh, both of these teams are uh, at the bottom of that division, so they're kind of battling out for that that second place. Uh, you know, that, that bottom of the of the division. Uh, be interesting to see whether Russian Jade Falcon uh, can get the win this time again. Have to put this in in perspective. We are talking about two very 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 good teams. So don't don't look at the records or anything like that. This should be this is two good teams, and it'll be uh, a very good match. And the last one here that I know is scheduled uh, between Clan Crossfire and Death From Above in NA Div B. This is uh, my unit and uh, unfortunately I think we'll be facing uh, another uphill battle against a very strong unit in that division, uh, Death From Above. 
I have been playing pretty well, uh, despite their kind of one and two record uh, and losing uh, last week. I think they will be very, very hungry for a win. Uh, and that will put uh, us Australasians right in the crosshairs. But uh, we will be preparing well and hopefully be looking to represent ourselves uh, as well as we can. And uh, hopefully we can push uh, Death From Above and uh, maybe even get the win. Um, would um, think Death From Above probably got the advantage in this one. Uh, but as mentioned, you know, we're, we're plucky. We're Kiwis and, and Aussies. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be in for the battle and, and uh, hopefully uh, we, can, we can go well. So again, apologies that there might be a few games there that I have missed uh, that haven't been scheduled yet and uh, I haven't mentioned them because I don't know whether they will get scheduled in this round. Uh, but of course, do check out um, the, the website uh, to see whether your favourite team is playing. And as always, uh, be sure to tune into as much action as you can uh, so that you are supporting this player-run competition. Uh, check out the MWO Comp Discord and be sure to subscribe to the MWO Comp YouTube channel that is up in over 100 subscribers now. So thank you listeners uh, for going and subscribing. They can get their custom URL now once a little bit of time has passed. Um, and of course, the live action is on Twitch, the MWO League and MWO League 2 channels. I think they might even be introducing an MWO League 3. Uh, but make sure you check out all of those channels uh, and do hit that box so that you are getting notifications and you aren't missing out on any of the action. Remember, you can go to the tournament website, um, www.tournament, uh, T-O-O-R-N-A-M-E-N-T, uh, and search for Marshall Olympiad Reborn uh, and a lot of the information around standings and, and schedule and all that on there as well. I do, once again, as always, want to give a big thank you to the Shoutcasters, uh, that continue to give up their time and energy and cast these matches. Uh, cop a lot of grief from chat, from people like myself, um, giving, them, um, giving them grief, but it's all in good fun. Uh, and we certainly do appreciate what they do there to bring those games to life uh, and allow us to tune in. Uh, and as always, a big thank you to the MWO Comp admins, uh, the likes of Just Call Me Ash, Krasnopeski, Live, 1991 uh, the work you do is huge and the community appreciates uh, the efforts that you are putting in and of course uh, do stay subscribed to incoming missile podcast and uh, be sure to stay up to date on all of the nwo comp action via this audio feed we will continue to provide these weekly updates as the tournament progresses we are about halfway through so another three or four weeks to go it's been great so far uh, and long may it continue all right, guys, enough from me. I'll catch you next week. Now you're weeping shades of cozen in the gold garden and you serve in your shutdown sequence initiated.